Welcome to the 920 Lounge, a podcast all about chatting with interesting people and providing intriguing conversation. I'm your host, Dane Van Vondren. And I'm your co-host, Ethan Campbell. Join us every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So today we have our friend Cole Casper here. You want to introduce yourself? Hey, I'm Cole Casper. I'm a professional arm wrestler, power lifter, and I just am someone that's very passionate about strength and health in general. Awesome. Awesome. And that's that's exactly why I brought you in here today. I want to know all about this stuff. Um, first of all, you know what? Let's let's start at the very beginning. Yeah. What, what made you decide to kind of work out? Because I've I've seen pictures of you uh, before you started working out. You were <laughs> you were a little bit of a, a oh, bigger yeah. man. Uh, no offense, oh, but yeah. uh, but geez, man, you have come far. You have you have really made massive gains. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you kind of uh, decide to start this journey? So when I was about I think ten. I was just in the kitchen one day and then my uncle like was over at our house and he just looked over at me. He was like, what are you doing Saturday? And this was like the day before. And I was like, nothing. He was like, do you want to go to arm wrestling practice with me? And he's, he's like the arm wrestler in our family. That's usually how, how arm wrestlers get into arm wrestling is another arm wrestler pulls them into the sport. And I was like immediately like, yes. Cause I've always, I knew what arm wrestling was. I grew up watching him competing, but I always wanted to do it. I just never knew like how to get into it because like I was 10, you know, and I always was growing up like fascinated by strength, like the Disney movie Hercules and all that. I mm. watched that all the time just because like he was a jack dude and like all my favorite superheroes like the Hulk. I liked him just because he could like totally Hulk on people. Hulk you know? smash. Exactly. <laughs> he was just like a vulgar display of power. And I was always intrigued by that for some reason. And I think it's because I always respected that. Like when you see a strong person, right? Everyone has respect for them. Or like an athlete, especially. Like everyone just has respect for them. So immediately I was like, yeah, I really wanna, I wanna go to practice with you. So he brought me to practice the next day. And I remember we went to this gym in Sheboygan called Rouse Fitness Factory. Basically, the dude that owned this gym and held the arm wrestling practice every week, his name was Steve Rao. He is one of the few national champs to win right and left-handed, and he is one out of three Americans to ever win a world title. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I didn't know this at first, but I, I recognized that people respected him because I remember showing up to practice, and his gym is like, the stereotypical like metroflex like dirty basement like gym it's just really hardcore i love like, those gyms I, yeah i know like i remember on the ceiling he said above like the like free weight section he just has random like spray painted words like fuck you and all that <laughs> like yeah it's like super metal and he only plays metal in like really angry rap i remember like the song uh let the bodies hit the floor would come on like at least five times in an hour. I love gyms like that. Yeah, it's just hardcore, you know. I I started off in an anytime fitness gym and it was nothing <laughs> like that. It was horrible. Yeah. We even had at some point somebody the manager told me 
that somebody actually came in and they heard a Taylor Swift song and they reported it to the manager. They were like, I don't want to hear this song. <laughs> and since Anytime Fitness is a is like a franchise, yeah. they they don't care. They'll be yeah. like, all right, cut it out. That's, cut that song out. It's funny yeah. that you say that because I remember a story. Someone told me one time that someone uh, changed the music on the stereo and that's like a no-go to Steve Rao. Someone changed it to uh, like... I think they said like some like country song and Steve Rao threw a 45 pound plate from across the gym at him and <laughs> smashed the mirror <laughs> like straight up. Like in Steve Rao, he's not like an angry person. He's actually like very like uh, he practices like meditation and all that. Like he's a very calm, collected person. Mm-hmm. So, like don't mess with his music, I guess, you know? Yeah, you don't you don't mess with uh, what was it? Um, was it while he was working out? Yeah, he was training too, and he was in preparation for uh, an upcoming uh, super match in arm wrestling against like a former national champ. Oh <laughs> man, you don't mess with people's uh, yeah. music, especially when they're working yeah. out. I know, I know me personally, like especially when I was like powerlifting, and still when I when I work out today, if I'm working out with like somebody else and they start talking to me while I'm while I'm like doing my set and I'm listening to music, I'll just ignore them. I don't. Yeah. I don't care what they say. I mean, Bryson always does that. He's always talking to me while I'm doing my lifts. Yeah. And I just completely ignore him. I'm like, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm very serious. The music is what gets me pumped up yeah. and stuff. Don't don't mess with that stuff. Yeah, you know? exactly. I've been there too. Uh, I noticed that whenever I bring someone else to the gym, I'm always like wanting to engage in conversation with them and vice versa. And that's why I prefer to work out alone nowadays. Yeah. It's just to really focus on the lift. You know, the gym's mm-hmm. not socialization it's for training you know? yeah going to work mm-hmm. yes, yeah sir. don't get me wrong i mean working out with a partner is awesome but i agree i would rather personally i would rather work out alone so i can focus on the lifts and then i don't lose track of time i already am way too invested in my phone oftentimes during these workouts yeah what about what about you i always see you in the gym sometimes you're alone sometimes you were with uh luke hankel yeah um so like here's the thing it's i there is pros to training partners you just you have to find the right one and honestly it like here's a tip uh if you're looking for a training partner find someone that's competing at a high level in a sport because they're gonna take the gym like they're going to work like that Mm -hmm. same mentality like i'm here because i have goals and i want to put the work in because i have people that i want to beat and they'll have that same mentality where they're gonna push you and you're gonna push them and you're both just going to make each other stronger, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I mean, they take it more seriously, yeah. obviously. Like, I, I see you in the gym all the time, and you're 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 going really hard. Yeah. Like, there's there's times where I'll, I'll see, like, the stuff that you're doing. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm Dude. trying to get in here, you know, get a good workout, you yeah. know, feel good, you know, push myself, obviously, but, you know, I don't want to be sore for the next yeah. four days. Yeah, sometimes I <laughs> – sometimes – uh. I, I yeah I do these things called challenge sets where it's it will have like absolutely no like turnover to arm wrestling or powerlifting it's just really hard just to like do something that to like that way when you do your normal working sets you're gonna be able to push yourself that much harder like uh every once in a while I'll do like these box squats with like 315 with bands on them and Holy. I'll just put like yeah and I'll just put like the the safety bars up really high in case I die and I'll just <laughs> go to failure and then however many reps i get i have to do five more the next set 
And if I can't do it, then I drop the bar on the rocks and then I wait 30 seconds and I continue the set as if it like never ended, you know? That oh. is dedication right there. Oh, God. Yeah. That hurts. And Steve Rao is the one that taught me how to do stuff like that, like just outwork people. But yeah, like, yeah, coming back to Steve Rao, like when I first went into practice, it was just this room was just filled with all these super jacked people. This was like a training group with like a really elite arm wrestlers and people that weren't arm wrestling wasn't even necessarily their, their like main thing they just took it really serious you know and you know i was i was like a, a fat kid pretty much i had really low self-confidence like no self-esteem whatsoever uh as you know all kids are they all have their own like personal things absolutely and like i just i felt like worthless when i was like a kid and there's other stuff that like contributed to that but I when I recognized that okay this person's really strong and he's done a lot in a sport and a lot of people respect him for that and that's all I wanted I just wanted respect you know mm -hmm. and when I as soon as I recognized that I was like boom that's how I can get the respect is through strength training and like arm wrestling mm -hmm. you know by just doing really well in a sport and so I was just immediately like really interested with arm wrestling. I just loved everything about it. Everyone grows up arm wrestling on the lunch tables at school. Absolutely. That's how the pecking order starts on who's the strongest. You know? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Exactly. And like, I just remember the feeling of first getting on the table. It was, it was, it's like, it's just impossible. You ever got into a fight, you know, like punching someone like, yeah, it, it, it sucks and all that but like you you're lying if you said you did not feel like god when you like blasted that dude in the face it's that <laughs> adrenaline rush. it's that adrenaline right i get the same feeling from arm wrestling like okay i am someone now because i can do this like i am imposing my will on someone mm. and i like it just gives me a feeling that is just super addicting and that's why i've just always stuck with it and i've always been super passionate about it and all these super jack dudes that everyone respected and I respected, I looked up to, they were all super nice to me. Yeah. And because of that, I was just like, this is my circle. This is, I want to, I want to progress in this circle of people. And I want to do something with this immediately. When I was 10, I wanted, I was like, I want to grow up and somehow be the greatest arm wrestler of all time. That's and that awesome. goal has not changed like at all damn well you i mean you're really close yeah you're really close. trying you are what's right state champion uh state champion national champ for my age group and hopefully in september i'm gonna be the first junior world champ oh my god you damn. you're making me feel like shit about myself oh, no. <laughs> no you're good man <laughs> this stuff is really really impressive and that's it's such a healthy outlet too because yeah. uh, like like you were saying going back to your your you wanted respect thing i i mm -hmm. i know a lot of people who are in the same boat who like have they started out like like you said like a lot of people do uh, they have no self-confidence they have a lot of insecurities and a lot of a lot of issues that they're dealing with and yeah and um really what they what they want is just confidence and respect yeah and but not every single person finds it in in a way that you did. 
Yeah. Um, oftentimes, a lot of people find it in really terrible ways. I mean, we, you get a lot of violence coming from from uh, people wanting respect. Yeah. You know, people get killed over that yeah. oftentimes. And, and so I just I think that's that's awesome that you actually found a way to get respect because I've never met anybody who's been like, oh, he's this man's he's not that big. You know, he's not that great. I know somebody that's better than Cole. You know, <laughs> you, you definitely have that respect and you didn't have yeah. to do any terrible thing for it. you did it in a very healthy and uh, a very good way. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought about being like an influencer, like a, one of those fitness influencers? Um fuck no <laughs> but with that being an influencer they want to do that because they want to help people everything like i do want to do that not in that way though mm-hmm. how i want to be a strength coach when i grow up that or like a pe teacher and just really i want i just want to work with you know live learn pass on that's something i've heard a lot especially mm-hmm. in the powerlifting community that gets thrown out a lot because you learn things from a powerlifter that's like really been in the game forever tells you something and it helps a lot you know and you learn from their mistakes and their like achievements and i that's once my journey is over that's like the next thing you know and because why not why not help someone else achieve their dream i was talking to my mom the other day and i was like dude working at a daycare would be so cool because I know it because I've because like I've experienced things like this where like really shitty situations with like teachers and stuff like I've never really told anyone in like our friend group about this but when I was in kindergarten my teacher called me retarded like all the time really oh my god yeah and when the like, hell did you go to kindergarten dude we, I probably shouldn't say the name but it's a local elementary school jeez yeah but like you could say the name i mean they yeah howard elementary they can't censor us yeah (laughs) it's it was just that one teacher it's a great school but uh like i didn't know exactly what retarded meant but i knew that it was like oh dumb because like stuff like that and uh basically i got stifled into thinking that i couldn't learn anything because i was retarded and i was dumb so i never really tried in school until i got older like uh if you've ever seen my handwriting it's really bad because i like i would I, I never learned how to write correctly like i write with like just my thumb and i just death grip it against my hand so like Jeez. i yeah so i always thought i was like a lesser than because i was never doing good in school oh my god which is why i crave that respect so much you know yeah that makes and, sense. yeah and like yeah that was like a like so like, I got stifled into thinking that I couldn't learn because when you're a kid, you just kind of believe what the adults say. Absolutely. Because mm-hmm. you, you 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 can't think for yourself no. and all that. Like, how are you gonna? Like, you don't have that capability. That's not. So, you're not. You literally cannot do that yet. You gotta grow up and experience some more life. You know. Right. Because kids are kids are dumb. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I like finally realized that like I could through strength in weight training, like I could progress, like I could be something that's that really that teacher saying that and then me thinking i couldn't do anything and then me finding out that i could that like exploded like the want to just improve and all that you know and that obsessiveness of getting stronger because i could learn and once i realized that like uh like here's another i couldn't read till first grade oh man yeah 
I didn't, I could, I literally did not know how to write my name until intermediate school. I would have to go to the special ed classroom, not because I had like a, a mental disability, but because I was that far behind because I got stifled into thinking that I couldn't learn. So I was like working from like a huge like down step, you know? Mm-hmm. So that kind of has, has driven you to want oh, to yeah. help people oh my god dude if you ever see me like when i do my challenge sets where it's just like really hard i like think about that teacher a lot oh man dude like her? all the time that's deep that's yeah really deep and everyone has something like that that is really deep yeah this isn't like a boohoo like feel bad for me story because don't that's f- like fuck excuses you know mm-hmm. right and like just use that as power you know Mm-hmm. which is why i love because i literally took that thing that happened and it's like a weapon now mm-hmm. i i love that i, I love that because i mean what are you gonna do are you gonna let it just drag you down exactly for the rest of your life or are you gonna use it as fuel that's yeah i i, I always preach that to people yeah. who uh, especially people with like um depression and when, exactly. when people are dealing with depression like you you know the best way to get out of depression is to go and do something about exactly it, you know to, to not just lay there and just let depression just eat you alive i mean yeah easier said than done of course but you need to at least try yeah that's what's gonna get you out so that's that's awesome so, yeah don't play the victim you know yeah absolutely like that if you play the victim that's all you're ever gonna be <laughs> yeah is the victim so right why wouldn't you want to be like an influencer you know like maybe even doing something like this like a podcast because i clearly, just i mean you showed up like 20 minutes ago and we we're sitting down right here no warm-up or anything usually i have us warm up and talk and stuff but yeah I mean, you just got right into it. I mean, I can oh, yeah. tell you're, you you got stories you want to tell, things well, that you want to teach. Maybe it's not because being an influencer, sure, that would be cool. It's just that um, doing it one-on-one with someone, being a coach, you can be um, – that influence is that much more stronger because, like, I've – I had a coach, my middle school wrestling coach, Coach Shefjack. He changed me as an athlete altogether. He, w- he is the greatest coach anyone could ask for. And that's why I want to be a coach because I recognize through him that someone in like a coach position could change someone's life, you know, mm-hmm. in like a drastic way. And I don't think an influencer, they could, but they it's not guaranteed as much as like a coach because that person can be like a father figure in everything, you know. Yeah, like Coach Shepchak was like insane. Like I remember one practice, he he used to have these combat practices. Basically, we were in like middle school. Basically, he would just make us do like conditioning till like half the team threw up, like just hard stuff. Jeez. Yeah, dude. But he wasn't like a like a like an angry coach. He 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 just he was just a really good coach, and he did this to just teach us work ethic, you know. And I remember like I threw up like four times that practice, and he finally the practice ended and we all we always meet up in a circle in the center of the wrestling room at the end of every practice and he looked at everyone he was like you know you guys can go home and know that you outworked every single person in the entire fucking world and as soon as he said that i was like damn and like that gave me so much confidence Mm -hmm. and he was like you can go home and know you outworked that person, that person, that person. You just got that much better. You 
and you today you were a harder worker than that person and because of that now if you keep working hard like that you're gonna just pass up everyone that you want to beat like you can do it it's gonna suck but you can it's just is it worth it you know is it worth it to you and i was like that like like exploded in my mind you know like i was like oh my god just outwork everyone and i just felt so good that like outworking people from that moment on was like an addiction you know and yeah. he was he he said so many things i can just replace so many mantras that he would say that just like made so much sense and like changed me and i think he like was recently put into like like he got some award for coaching too like he's yeah, he really changed me as like an athlete in general. Oh man, I'll have to look into that guy. He sounds very yeah, and he's the high school wrestling coach. His name is Coach Shefjack too, but they're related. Okay. The middle school uh, coach, uh, I think his first name's Ryan Shefjack. Okay. So yeah, okay. super. I, I thought so because I I thought there was a, a high yeah. schooler one. Yeah. Uh, they're different people then. Yeah, different people. Okay. Yeah. Y- yeah. No, man, having a coach like that and having a good one can drastically change your life my yeah. life was completely changed from that from mm-hmm. from having a, a powerlifting coach and yeah he didn't even start out as a powerlifting coach i mean he technically wasn't even supposed to be my coach he was just the manager of the gym Hell and yeah. he, he he took one look at me and my buddy when we came in and he was like you know what i'm gonna take you under our, my wing and he yeah. did it completely for free just because he liked us it, it would have costed i think like 60 to 80 dollars a session with him but yeah. he was like i'm just gonna take you under under my that's, wing yeah and that's a beautiful thing too yeah yeah he just did it completely for for free and he, i i don't even know if to this day he understands how much he completely changed my life i think the same thing with coach chef jack all the time i was like i wonder if this dude knows how he literally changed me as a person forever you, you gotta when this is uploaded you gotta send it to him or something i know i'm gonna <laughs> or or at least like hit him up and say hey, oh no i'm hey. gonna yeah because i i bet you that would be a great thing to hear i bet yeah. you i i bet you like he probably i mean he he's a he's a coach so he he goes through kids every single yeah. year i mean but you if you go through kids every single year like that i mean how do you even know which ones you've you know yeah. you've hit like that and which ones you haven't which are just just gonna pass around you know mm-hmm. right. that's yeah that's awesome that that you had a so it would that be like the best coach that you have ever had that has like changed your life or have you had other ones yeah him and steve i would consider steve rao a coach because you know him and steve rao for sure so steve rao taught you all about arm wrestling yeah he but yeah he is the dude that taught my uncle how to arm wrestle he trained with him and he taught me how to arm wrestle and trained us we always went to practices with him he's the one that taught me how to get into strength training and all that what kind of drew you towards arm wrestling because it's not a it's not a very um popular sport yeah i guess not a lot of people not know in the about states it. no yeah I mean, yeah yeah so what kind of what kind of drew you towards that sport um just the feeling of it's just the one-on-one aspect aspect is probably really because it's not if i win it's because of my work you know and if i lost it's because i didn't work hard enough Mm. that's my that's my mess up and i just again i've always been fascinated with strength from being a kid because i saw that's how people got respect and i was addicted to that and arm wrestling 
is like at its core a strength sport and the feeling like you know like i power lift too you know i go out there and i deadlift a bunch of weight and it's like yeah you know that's like just feels really good but it doesn't feel as good as when you take someone's hand and you impose your will on them and you beat someone like you like this sounds like so morbid but like i just killed your dreams motherfucker <laughs> like like you know like that's just again when i was talking about you know when you punch someone in the face that feeling of like in extreme power you get it's the same thing with arm wrestling since i just beat that person i just get that rush of like i am better than you because i trained harder you know wow yeah. That and you guys are close up to. I mean, you're you're literally touching. So you guys yeah. are like, I've I've seen the videos on your Instagram too. You look mean. That would be intimidating to go up against yeah. and get like eye level, like a foot away from each other, staring into each other's eyes, like yeah. not knowing what's gonna happen next. You know? Yeah. That must be an extremely exhilarating experience. Yeah. And like, uh, this might sound weird, but before I say this, um. All martial arts are combat sports, but not all combat sports are martial arts. Okay. So arm wrestling is a combat sport because I am, it's basically very condensed grappling with a huge extreme emphasis on strength. You know, say if we grip up, you know, it's all angles and manipulation, you know, it's just that and like techniques. But for me to impose those techniques, I have to be stronger than you, you know? Right. So it is a combat sport and it's just like where it's like, Instead of grappling where, like, I throw you and everyone can see that in arm wrestling, it's so, like, minute movements that it's really hard to see. Like, it is grappling. Just, uh, it's just that in order to impose those techniques, you have to be strong, which is why it's a strength sport at its core. You've taught my brother some arm wrestling techniques. Oh, yeah. And um, he has whooped my ass. <laughs> and I am yeah. I am definitely stronger than that yeah. little skinny bro, my little skinny brother. Yeah. But he really knows how to arm wrestle. So yeah. there's definitely a, a certain amount of technique to yeah. it that I just. But if I were to, like, five seconds teach you some techniques, you would smash your brother, you know? Okay, like like what? Like what could you what could you teach me? Yeah, we okay. want to beat him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I say we grip up, notes. right? This is really where it all starts: is the initiation of the grip. You're always fighting for that little advantage, you know. So like, say, okay, so when you go and arm wrestle someone, if their forearm is t is longer than yours, um, that's you're at the immediate disadvantage. But you can reverse that, just like in grappling, by bringing him to where you're stronger. Therefore curl your wrist and um, look up what a hook is and hook him, you know, inside power because that's going to bring his arm down, open up his bicep, and now he's closer to you. And since your forearm is shorter, you're going to be stronger down here, and therefore you can finish and impose your will from there on, you know? Okay. I, I kind of get that. Yeah. Okay. So that's – oh, man. I, I want to try that Dude, like <laughs> it's so cool when you, whenever I see someone new coming into the sport – they always they always have that aha moment like the first like 30 minutes of practice and they're like oh this is like they're like there is so much technique that i'm not learning all of this to today like mm -hmm. you know and there there's so much that it's seemingly infinite just like in every other combat sport yeah yeah i mean technique is a huge thing in yeah. some combat sports i i I read a little bit about like like boxing. I've been yeah, wanting same. to I've been wanting to get into boxing. 
Um, and actually, uh, Soup, you gave me a book on mm -hmm. boxing that you had, and there's the technique in it is like so subtle. Like such so mm -hmm. such little things yeah. that I would never even think of. Exactly. Like you just just watching any of the boxing movies. I just watched Creed before. Uh, That's just a great today. movie. Yeah, love that movie. But like after even after just reading the book, um, I I still don't know anything about boxing. I'm not trying to say I know anything yeah. about boxing, but the sheer fact that I just read one book about boxing, I'm already like picking up like tiny little things that they added into the like certain scenes of creed that i'd never even noticed before like um or even uh like floyd mayweather i've been reading up about like floyd mayweather's like yeah. fighting techniques and it's so intricate it's not just you jump into the ring and you just beat beat each other until yeah. one person goes down it's like every single second their their brains must be going a mile a minute yeah super fast absolutely yeah <laughs> i mean and they they train for so long even just like watching a training session or in movies a training montage does it no justice because they train so much harder so much longer and they learn so much more than you can even picture unless you're actually in their shoes and doing it with them or doing your own there's with every sport but especially combat sports it's all a science and mm -hmm. you just have to like learn it like what you were talking about it's basically like leverage like that's physics. yeah yeah like that's crazy you wouldn't think arm wrestling deals with physics but it does yeah do you ever think about getting into like any other combat sports 100 percent um just because like i uh I read a lot of like uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I read about every single combat sport there is I've read a copious amount about it just because I take what I can from them, their philosophies, their styles, the reason they do things, and I apply them to arm wrestling, just like how every other great martial artist has done with what, whatever martial art they were competing in, is they took from other things and created their own thing. And in arm wrestling, since that is a combat sport, you can do the exact same thing. And uh, there's really there's not a lot of people doing that right now. Um, especially in the states there's not a lot of like philosophers in the sport of arm wrestling you know like we have like Devin Laird is the only one I can really think of in North America in general that's like coming up with new ideas and uh, really progressing the sport because you know like like uh, in boxing there wasn't if you look at boxing in the 70s compared today it's like so much technique now compared to back then like it's not even the same sport and that's because through time, through people adding their own things and philosophizing, the sport progresses. And same thing with arm wrestling. Yeah, like, um, didn't Bruce Lee kind of combine a, a, a bunch of uh, combat sport techniques together yep. to create his one thing? And, like, nobody had ever done that before Bruce Lee? Yeah, essentially, Bruce Lee, he, uh, he didn't... He was very arrogant at first about like his martial art like he thought it was that was the best one and that's what that's what a lot of people think you know and then he realized that he would get his ass kicked by a wrestler and then he realized he would get his ass kicked by a boxer and he didn't like that so then he started taking from other sports and through time uh really like made his own thing and that's how like we see the bruce lee you know kicking the shit out of chuck norris now you know mm-hmm 
It's because yeah. he like uh, he uh, didn't like that, so he was like, "Okay, I got to change some things," you know. So there's a certain degree of interchangeability in mm-hmm. these combat sports. Do you ever? Is there any that you can that you notice in arm wrestling? Yeah, for sure. Like, are you talking about like how the sports progressed in like techniques and such? Yeah, a little bit it, more like how they have progressed in techniques, um, kind of taken from other combat sports if that makes any sense okay um maybe not like directly combat but training styles especially um like now you see a lot of people when they uh when they're doing their strength training general strength training uh they'll uh focused a lot on like posting which is just like the motion of when your wrist goes up and down like as if you're like throwing a fishing rod you know okay. how your wrist kind of dumps down and then yeah. it raises now we actually train that motion now because mm-hmm. in uh the initiation of like when we're gripping up I, if i get a really strong post i can i can load up with tons of back pressure and start putting pressure on your fingers and your fingers are going to be pretty tired by the time the ref says go therefore i'm going to be able to peel your hand open easier and take leverage oh wow and um now for like inside pressure say you're trying to train so like your hook is stronger we used to arm wrestlers used to do tons of reps you know because um all the motions in arm wrestling is really hard on your joints so we would just do really high rep stuff well now we know because of the europeans they started training with really heavy loads like five by five you know and now we see that that's gonna translate over to like the actual static pressure of when you're in an arm wrestling match so now we train like that for inside pressure okay so is this sport like more popular in the united states or europe um or just like it is the least popular in the united states and extremely popular everywhere else it is russia's it's been russia's number one strength sport for years really yes arm wrestling was in the first olympics Oh, really? Yes. Oh, man. Um, Sweden, um, it's extremely popular. Basically, if I lived anywhere but the United States, I would be a professional athlete and not be working. Why Why is it not very popular in the United States? Uh, I, I, I wish I could answer that. Kind of kind of why uh, football's not popular. Like, American football isn't popular in Sweden. Mm-hmm. They just don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. It I, just I never guess. really picked up, you know? Mm-hmm. That... So like Russia, it's extremely when like when you, you when you used to win the Russian Open, um, you used to not get your gold medal at the actual tournament. The next day, you would go to the Grand Hall and Putin would give you your medal. Oh, yeah, holy. dang! And uh, like uh, Japan, extremely popular there, and really? they treat it like an actual martial art. Oh, you know, man. you bow before every match. If you don't give your 100% in a match, they'll kick you out of the tournament. That's why, like, when you see, like, Japanese arm wrestling, there is, like, screaming, like, the most intense thing ever, you know? I've seen some videos of some very intense arm wrestling matches, yeah. and it's almost it's almost funny how they're yeah. kind of just sitting in place, but yeah. they're screaming their heads off, and they're going 100%. It's, yeah. it's insane the amount of... Uh, chaos that's going on. I know, on dude. It's a beautiful two. thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It looks, it looks 
exhilarating yeah that in like ukraine like it's super popular like just being like a good amateur arm wrestler in ukraine you're gonna get sponsorships and you're gonna be able to do it as a career but this is this is kind of why i ask you about the the influencer question because like you said the united states it's not very popular yeah in in arm wrestling but you are a you are a state champion um and a national champion for your age already yeah. for arm wrestling wouldn't you want to i mean you are in a in a great position where you could teach people about arm wrestling because you obviously as a state and national champion you have to know a yeah. lot about arm wrestling yeah. maybe i shouldn't have said fuck no when i said being an influencer <laughs> because maybe. i do have tons of videos on my phone that i am gonna be uploading to youtube of just um how to train and stuff mm -hmm. uh my ideas in arm wrestling my philosophies um uh what you should do in this situation in a match a uh, hook technique top roll technique um how to set up a pro strength program specifically for arm wrestling um how you should practice stuff like that maybe maybe it, the the word influencer kind of yeah a maybe, yeah stigma. i just I'm, I'm not really like a because when you say when i say influencer i yeah i immediately think of like tiktok that's yeah no, that's, no, that's not, what i thought yeah i'm talking about more like just just kind of like a, a, an yeah. icon for the the arm wrestling community because oh, yeah. you are in a perfect position definitely, to do that yeah. and you're definitely you could definitely bring together the yeah the i do have goals and ideas for that it's just a matter of um exactly how i'm going to do that like uh here's here's an idea i have uh there are no online coaches for um arm wrestling at them well there is but they're all overseas and stuff where it's super popular and after after uh, september when i go to worlds um basically the idea is to dominate worlds in like an insane fashion as and be the first uh, junior world champ from the states and then start online coaching just to, so I have that credibility, you know, mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, people are ignorant, you know, it's like, what have you done in the sport? Even though some of the best coaches in sports weren't necessarily good at their said sport, you know, Absolutely. so just to win that credit. Also, I do need to like for work for like my upcoming events and for me to achieve the goals I have, I have to focus on that like 100%, but I do have, um, of like being an icon and all that i do have like ideas i have uh plans on how i'm going to do that and such okay yeah because that's that's more or less what i was kind yeah. of asking cause... yeah i should have thought about that for a second because immediately <laughs> i thought of like the bad stick yeah no yeah, yeah. no yeah <laughs> i mean being an influencer those regular like tiktok influencers like they are definitely annoying so what made you decide to transition a little bit to powerlifting i mean i know you're still doing arm wrestling but yeah I saw you broke, um, what, you broke the state record for squat? I broke, yeah, that was a while ago, though. I broke the state record uh, for bench under USPA, and then I broke the national champ, the national record on my second attempt for bench, and then I attempted, well, basically, I uh, tried breaking the world record by 10 pounds, but I did, wanted to do it underneath uh, the national record mm -hmm. like as the national record because a Russian kid holds the world title and then it would be like the American titles is bigger and it'd be like patriotic you know like America you know yeah fuck the Russians stuff like that <laughs> good <laughs> yeah. old good old but read <laughs> yeah but uh basically I had it at lockout and then uh I ran out of time you know 
Oh man. Yeah. Which it's whatever. I now I know I can do it, and mm-hmm. so next time I'll go and just blast it. Okay. First of all, screw you, man, for that. <laughs> I was the first powerlifter in Bayport, and then you just blew me out of the water. None, yeah, none of my stuff matters anymore. Not no, that it your, mattered your in the first place. Your stuff is still place, but... way impressive. You know? <laughs> I it's I did all right. I made it to state. That was my only. You goal. did amazing. Like yeah, I haven't I mean, been to state yet. You could definitely make it to state though, <laughs> yeah, with I, the, especially because what what was uh what was the body weight you were at? Uh, the weight class for that federation was one sixty five, but I weighed in at one fifty four. Oh, so you were in the under the the weight class below that? Yeah. Um. Oh, basically, you did, you did I, so well then. Jeez. Did, yeah, I don't know how to count in kilograms. Mm-mm. So like, I thought it was like times like two point like one or something, but it's not. So I thought one fifty five was the weight class, but it wasn't. It's roughly <laughs> times two point two. Yeah. But yeah, when you're getting down like down to those numbers, yeah, you gotta pretty much just calculate it on a calculator or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I I'm not. We're American. We yeah. speak. We speak in freedom pounds. Yeah, exactly. Communist, <laughs> communist kilogram <laughs> crap. I mean, realistically, probably should have switched over with yeah, everyone else. Yeah, we're like the only one. Yeah, like the history on that was basically we had the opportunity, but we wanted we didn't want to because we wanted to be different. Yeah, yeah. I think the actual history is like it was literally just a screw you. Yeah, that's what it was. I wish I remembered exactly what it was. <laughs> that's hilarious but yeah. um anyways like what made you decide to just do powerlifting you were just like you know what i could beat all these guys right now might as well join in or what well no it wasn't like that i was actually everyone was way stronger than me when i first got interested basically really yeah so when i was 11 right super into arm wrestling like i loved it i followed everything about it all right around that time the arm wrestling world got shook the fuck up by this guy named scott mendelson Okay. If you don't know who Scott Mendelson is, he's one of the greatest power lifters ever. He can be, he was a bench only lifter. He is the only person to have the equipped world record and the raw world record at the same time. Oh you know? man. Yeah. 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 He this dude is like I love this guy. Basically like there's an interview of someone saying, So when people talk shit that you're a bench only lifter and you don't squat, what do you like how does that make you feel? He's like, Well, try to bench as much as me and see what happens you know <laughs> i really don't care like he was a, like a very like fuck you kind of stone cold steve mm-hmm. austin kind of personality yeah and i thought that was super cool anyways he around when i was like 11 he came in to the sport of arm wrestling and just started smashing top tier arm wrestlers like world champs i mean i i bet a powerlifter that does only bench like yeah yeah and yeah. it wasn't because like a like genetic gift. He had an actual passion for the sport, and then he trained his ass off for like half a year and started beating people. Like I remember, I remember the first time I saw him arm wrestle. He like he showed up to the Arnold. Uh, and there's a huge arm wrestling competition that happens there every year, where a bunch of world champions go. And he showed up, and he beat. Uh, three of the people that were ranked top five in the world in his weight class. Oh, wow. By, it's called, <laughs> um, basically in arm wrestling, if you, someone that really doesn't use a lot of technique and you just smash the person, you kind of get the nickname, the smashing machine. Everyone's like, oh yeah, that dude's just a smashing machine, you know? 
he just grabs your hand and he imposes his will. And that's what he did. Like he would, his hand would get taken and like the other person would just have all the leverage and he would just go whoom and smash their arm to the other side of the table. Oh. Like and to me this just blew my mind. Like this I had no idea who this guy was and he just came in and he was just manhandling my heroes. So I was like, I got to find out who this guy is, you know, started doing tons of research on him. And then I discovered what he did in the sport of powerlifting. And then I saw what powerlifting was. And again, the same reason why I loved arm wrestling was just, I love strength. I just love that feeling of getting stronger, something to work at. And I saw that and I was like, oh man, that looks cool. And I remember the video I watched. Um, it was him benching 1100 and then I was, after the video ended, I was just like starstruck and then, you know, YouTube autoplay immediately after that, it started playing the video of Pete Rubish deadlifting in his basement. Now, if you guys like what, just look up Pete Rubish washer dryer deadlifting video on YouTube. It's a video of Pete Rubish when he's like 19 he just has like a like a shitty cutoff. He's in his parents' basement, the washer and dryer in the background, and he just has a deadlift bar with seven hundred pounds on it. Eminem's blasting in the basement, <laughs> and he said, and he just screams "fuck you," and you see him approach the bar, and he de- like literally rips it up, and he throws it down, and you just see like the washer and the dryer like boom, boom. Holy! <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like that strength. Mm-hmm. And at the time, like. In arm wrestling, I, I still haven't won a single match because everyone was beating me because I was weak, you know? Like, everyone was just stronger than me. And I recognized that I needed to get, like, in general strong, not just in arm wrestling specifics. Yeah. So that's when I started, like, getting into weight training and all that and going to the gym. And since my introduction of this was through powerlifting and Scott Mendelson and Pete Rubish, that's how I, I started. I wanted to do that, too. Like, immediately, I was just attracted to it, you know? Because same thing of why I loved arm wrestling, how I won because of my work. Same thing in powerlifting, you know? And you probably relate super hard to this. Like, no one can take my credit, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. Hitting that big deadlift, too. Exactly. You know? Oh, that feels so good. Yeah. I, I got into powerlifting a lot because I, um, I, I was like you. Like, I, I love the idea of strength yeah you know I, I love the idea of of just pure absolute brute strength that's always yeah. been my thing i mean I, I think it stems from um my dad's side of the family they're all like super big dudes yeah my dad is my dad is six foot two and 250 pounds and he's one of the smaller guys <laughs> and so um just always having those those family members that were that absolutely brutally strong it, it always made me admire you know people who who were just brutes like that and yeah. so so that's what that that was probably my draw towards powerlifting is because when you're up on that stage you you don't have to do any of the, none of this CrossFit crap where yeah, you're, you're that's running your moment, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not running like a mile. You're not doing a million push-ups or stupid pull-ups or anything. You go up on that stage and you lift as heavy as you possibly can. Yeah. And then you get off and that's it. Exactly. So, so especially when I'm up on that stage, uh, like for deadlifting, deadlifting was the best. 
Yeah. Deadlifting was the absolute best. Squat was a very close number two. Personally, bench, boring. Bench really? Is kind you of, were always bored by bench? Bench is so boring, it's man. exact opposite for me. Really? Yeah, because oh. like, everyone has their lift that mm-hmm. for some yeah. reason it really just gets them going. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not because they're the best at it. Usually they are the best at it, but it's not because they were naturally good at it. It's just because the feeling mm-hmm. of it. That was like for me because Steve Rao said to me once, he was like, Hey man, if you if you fail on a bench, you're just dead. Oh, the pusher die. Yeah, the pusher die. Oh, I love that. I love that. I got yeah. my respect for Steve that. Steve Rao man. has that tattooed on him. Really? Yeah, he has a picture of a, of a of a samurai on it, like right on his back, and he says "pusher die" right oh, underneath it. Oh, that's badass. Yeah, oh. and through the words, it's like a like a samurai sword. That's awesome. Yeah. My um my uh, uh my strength coach used to tell me that all the time. He he would almost never spot me on bench even if i was going heavy he would just tell me push or die i just you i do that to training partners yeah the first time someone lifts with me i do that to them i'm like i have i don't think i think i've failed bench probably once or twice in my life because i know that like i always do the push or die thing i like yeah i I know that if i don't get this up i'm choking i'm choking under this bar and that's how i like it dude it gets me to push it up yeah exactly but Man, going back to the to the whole bench is boring thing. Yeah, come man. on, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It, it's it, it's bench is just so generic. Yeah, Every single I, person likes it, so that's yeah, why I'm like, yeah, because ah. everyone's like, how much you bench? Yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah. yeah, stop asking me that. Yeah, like how much you squat, maybe. Yeah, you, you know, you know, I, I have actually have a question for you. I was thinking about this on the way here. Sure. So, like, when you approach that, like, the platform, you do your lift. That feeling you get, is it like? For me, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. This is what I live for. Do you get that same feeling? Yes. It's like an aha moment. It's like, shit, this is what I – That that's right. I forgot. I literally live for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh, my God. It feels – I can't yeah. tell you how good it feels I, to be up on it's that It's so hard for everyone to explain the feeling of competing in that – in powerlifting, the feeling of lifting that max weight. Mm-hmm. And I was like – like, I was like sitting in my room like trying to think about it like – trying to put it into words and that that's like the best way i can explain it it's like oh yeah that's right like this is my reason for living yeah absolutely i mean uh those those whole days when you're doing the competitions i remember from state i remember probably three things that whole day just three things i i remember Early in the early in the morning, they denied my shirt because it had a, a pocket in it. Oh shit! That yeah, was I, so annoying. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was so pissed. I had to buy another shirt from them because they wouldn't allow a pocket on my shirt. Yeah, and I was, it was like, like an overpriced competition. Yeah, team. I was like, I'm sorry, <laughs> my pocket's gonna add 15 pounds to my to my deadlift or something. Yeah. I didn't know that's how that works. Yeah, it's because you're so fast. It's aerodynamic. It catches <laughs> yeah. air. I I I just remember that because that was dumb. But that's besides the point. I remember two other parts. I remember sitting there and listening to music because that was. I, I set up my tracks, uh, what songs I was going to listen to bo- the day before for every single lift. That's and so just cool got, how everyone has like little things like that. Yeah, it just yeah. got it, it, like every single song I set it up so that every song like increasingly got like more intense in my opinion. Yeah. So like by the end of it, I'm listening to like Through the Fire and the Flames or like Therapy yes. Session from NF. Yes. I, I don't really reach into uh, heavy metal or anything. It's mostly just rap That's where for I me. live. Rap and rock and roll. What's, but... your, what's your PR song? I know everyone has like a few. Just name like one or two song that like 
what, like a song that you're listening to you're like i if i were gonna if i were to go kill someone this is the, this would be the song <laughs> Oh, okay. I gotta, I gotta Wait, well, hold Fireflies on. by Owl City. Hold yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. There's there's uh there's this dude that uh used to train at Steve Rao's gym. He would turn on Dolly Parton nine to five every time he maxed out. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, uh, I okay. First of all, PR songs and who you would kill someone to. Uh, oh yeah, they're, two different, they're different songs. <laughs> yeah, mine just kind of mixed together. Okay. <laughs> PR songs. Yeah, PR uh, songs. Let's keep it PG-13. Yeah. <laughs> so, for PR songs, I don't know. It. I think it would definitely be an NF song. Yeah. NF just hits it. And, and I know that's kind of generic, but, like, NF really hits. I don't hear too many people listening that listening really? to them yeah like ever maybe it's just maybe it's just the community of people who work out around yeah me, i think but so I, but yeah. Uh, yeah i know everybody and the people that i work out with i they all listen to nf and it's got to be one of his intros probably yeah. intro intro two maybe it's so intense it's so dark it's it really gets me in that angry yeah. dark feeling like I, I always for bench i have like the same routine and yeah. I, I want to ask you about your routines for like powerlifting, like immediately before you bench too, or yeah. or squat or anything, because I, I know benching would always be like I I would turn on my music and then I kind of sit at the edge of the bench and I close my eyes and I imagine myself lifting and then I imagine like anything that would just absolutely piss me off and get me like super mad. It would be like a high school bully or yeah. like uh a family member that i don't really like yeah. or, or just somebody that wronged me yeah. in, a, in a certain way and then uh once once the song gets going once the song song starts building up i would wrap my uh put the wrist wraps on as tight as i could and um and then get under that bar and then i would literally i mean you can't do this in competitions because you're on a timer yeah and you don't have music but if I had music, I would literally wait till the bass drops. Yeah. That's like when the bass drops, that's when I go. That's when I yeah, go exactly. heavy. <laughs> I don't care how long I have to sit there under the bar and wait for the bass to drop, but I, I will only lift when the bass drops. Yeah. What what about you? Okay. What's so, your PR song? So like uh I got like three main ones, right? Two of them are like really heavy. They're both by corn. Uh it's uh You want a single by corn? And then also, um, coming undone by Corn. I gotta, I gotta write this down. Yeah. So, what you want a single? Yeah, you want a single. You want a single? Yeah. Okay. Super good. And then the last one. It's not. I listen to like a lot of angry music, but this is, song isn't angry. It just like remind. It's for some reason every time I listen to it, it reminds me of why I'm on this journey, and it's a uh, Be a King by E Double. Oh, oh no e way! Yeah. You did not just name drop E Double, dude. No, I love. Do you e like E-double. E-double. Yeah, yes. yeah. We talked about this. Yes, bro. No, I. Oh, I, dude. I get sad that nobody. Not E Double should have been the greatest rapper ever. I agree. Nobody. I agree. Whenever, whenever someone's like, E Double's the name I give people when I want them when they're like I don't like rap. I'm like, okay, listen to this guy and try to tell me you don't like rap. I got Spotify and I got into rap because of E Double because yeah, my same. brother sent me um, Hampton Parks on YouTube. He's got a song called Hampton Parks and it's literally yeah. the Parks and Rec theme song and yeah. he's rapping to it. Yeah, and I, I love that. Yeah, song his so Freestyle much. Fridays. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Oh man. Oh, I miss those. I would stay up all. I would stay up till twelve. Oh, like, I, I like waiting for him. I got to know him 
after like immediately after he died oh really yeah yeah i i i got to and not even because he died uh but like like i said my brother showed me his songs and i was like oh this is awesome i gotta look him up more and i started listening to more and more of his freestyle fridays yeah i finally looked him up on spotify and then i looked him up i think on like the just the internet to try and get to spotify or something yeah and it said e-double died this year and i was like no shit. way you gotta dude. be kidding me yeah yeah dude i remember when e-double died that sucked i've actually cried like oh, a dude man. i cried like a bitch too it was like oh. a like drunk mom ugly cry <laughs> in my room <laughs> you know uh, oh my god when did he pass um so what i was in eighth grade when he passed yeah it was like our sophomore year maybe freshman yeah i don't remember yeah, but I I remember, I I I like it was even before I met you. Yeah, I got into him like long after he passed. I think you, Dane, actually showed me the first song by him. I think it was Big Ships. Absolutely That's a good one. great song. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm not like a super fan or anything, but I've liked what I've heard, yeah. and I want to listen to more whenever I get some time. I'll look up more of his songs. But yeah, he's super talented. It sucks that he passed away. I got yeah. an entire playlist of like his absolute best songs, yeah. in my opinion, and that that used to be that was my original workout playlist. Was Same, just straight it was literally E W. You mine was literally like E double with like four Metallica songs. Yeah, like well, I would, you got to have Metallica. Yeah, I would listen to What It Do by E double like on repeat. I love that song. Yeah, that it's song so is, good. Yeah, it's so good, and he always has such a good message too. Yeah exactly like like a a lot of these songs nowadays i have i i kind of feel like i'm i'm running out of songs to play at the gym like i really need somebody just to just take over my playlist and find me good music i'm very picky too yeah but i I like rap and just because i i like more the trap beats and stuff that rap brings brings around but i also like it to be like super angry yeah, like, like DMX I, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need, I I need it like aggressive, too. but all the aggressive rap that I listen to just says like the stupidest things. Yeah. I got I got one song that's called Crying in the Club. And I <laughs> I have no It sounds so sad. <laughs> it's not. It's it's actually the opposite. The dude's yelling the whole time. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and the only words that I can that I notice is crying in the club, bitch, what up? Yeah. That's that's like all he says. <laughs> <laughs> and like the, I I imagine the lyrics. If I looked them up, they'd be really dumb. But like, it's just yeah. that kind of music. I I need somebody like E Double again to yeah. like give me aggressive beats. That I don't know really if you know, mean something. I don't know if you know who Ashton Larratt is, but uh, he kind of reminds me of E Double. Not a lot of people know of him either. He's kind of still underground. It's Ashton who? Ashton Larratt. Some of his songs are like very E Double-y. I don't like all of his yeah. songs, but he has some that are like. This reminds me of like this reminds me of e-double mm-hmm. and it's not like a e-double cut like it just like there's definitely inspiration taken from it but it's his own and it's still good mm-hmm. yeah. all right I, I i'll definitely have to look him up yeah. i mean polo g also um he he's pretty good um sometimes he's a little overhyped yeah someone sh- i i literally found like started listening to them like two days ago one of my buddies show were like we were talking about music and he was like you should listen to this guy Mm-hmm. And he played some of his songs in the car. He's got some good songs, dude. I gotta look it up right now. I I gotta look at my playlist and and tell you what's what's going on in in my head while I'm working out right now. Yeah, 
because I mean I I listen to do you listen to Snot? And no. He, okay, Snot's got some good songs, um, and then um, AG Club has has a few good songs. They got like this song called Queso that's really good. But again, like mm. none of them, none of them hit as hard as E Double because yeah. E Double not only has absolute bars, but he's got the message too. Yeah, you know. Like, he's a lyricist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like about Logic too. Although I feel like that's not really great for working out. Yeah, lo- well, no, Logic definitely has some tracks that you can work yeah, out too. For especially sure. like old, old Logic, like old, yeah, old Logic. Yeah, old Logic for sure. He actually just released a collection of some of the songs off his old mixtapes to Spotify. Oh, really? Yeah, that would be sick. I gotta, yeah. I gotta find that. I hope he puts more of them on there because they're all so good. And like nobody, like most people I talk to, will listen to a rapper but never touch their mixtapes because not only is it old and like less good well sometimes you know depending on the song but in general it's usually less good but also because it's not on the mainstream platforms you have to go to like other platforms to find them so people just will never listen to it and i know you're a big yeah that's like me yeah that's 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 me you do that all the time if the song's not on spotify you're not giving it the chance only (laughs) listen to music on spotify (laughs) so much work to go find songs from like other platforms thank you fair enough no, I I also oh man, who else did I want to bring up? I I just completely forgot. No, oh, I got him. You know who? You know who's got some good music to listen to? Childish Gambino. Yeah, he's got a rapper I can get behind. Yeah, Bonfire? I've been listening to him since. Yeah, like oh. because the internet was his newest album. That's mm-hmm. when I got into Gambino. That was yeah. in like 2014, I want to say. Yeah. What, yeah, what was the song that you just showed me recently of uh, Sunrise? I yeah, say. Sunrise, Sunrise. Yeah, off a camp. I mean, you've been showing me that song for a while, but like, I just now like register it. You ever get a song where you like kind of have listened to it before, but then like you finally like find it on your own, and then you yeah. like listen to it yourself, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I. You like, actually listen to the lyrics. Yeah, I yep. can't believe I've been just like letting this song slide this whole time. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, man. Yeah. And the thing I like about Gambino, too, is just as an artist, is he is so, not even just as an artist, but as a person, he is so diverse in his work. Like He's he, very versatile. He was an actor on Community and now Atlanta. He was a writer for 30 Rock, and now he writes and acts in Atlanta. Um, he's also, he's in, what's it, Solo, the Star Wars movie, plays Lando. Yeah. Excellent. He was yeah. excellent. Excellent. Did you ever see, his, you ever see like, uh, some of his stand-up? Yeah, uh, his stand-up comedy dude, weirdo, the, ne- the one on uh, Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that Very so good. many times. I can dude, quote most of the like, jokes. I'm like even. an actual like huge fan of like stand-up comedians. Like I like I really appreciate the art form, and that dude's good. Who's yes. uh, who's your favorite comedians or stand-up comedians? All right, so I I can't name one. I have like a handful, but uh, give me your top three. Top three. Oh shit! All right, so Louis C.K. has to be because he was the first one. I just dude, yes, Louis. So when I was young, uh, we lived in a trailer and stuff. Uh, we we were like super low income, so like all my the media I consumed were like old VHS tapes or like DVD movies that my brother gave me, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would just re rewatch the same stuff over and over. Basically, one day I found like this VHS with no title on it, you know, like the tapes that you rewind yeah. and you stick it in the yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I started playing it, and it was my birth video, right? And I was like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck? And then it fucking cuts. Someone taped over my birth video with a Louis C.K. special. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Bro, and it wasn't the beginning of it. 
there there's a part missing in the beginning of the of the special so he must have been like recording it off off of like a tv or something but the I just remember the special starts of him being like, yeah. So, like, now whenever I go down on my women, I just – and he, like, starts talking about, like, eating vagina, like, tacos and stuff. <laughs> and, like, the entire special is just so vulgar. And, like, when I was eight, I was just laughing my ass off. I had no idea what he was saying, but I was just like, oh, my God, he said the F word. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe somebody – <laughs> somebody Dude, taped I, over your birth video i, I asked my dad and he doesn't remember so it was definitely my older brother <laughs> i mean to be fair louis ck is hilarious dude it was amazing and it was like a young louis ck he's on my top three as well yeah I'm i glad love that, said dude. that that and uh not a lot of people know him but bill hicks i haven't heard of him. yeah he's he's super old too but like i really loved him because he would like uh like he uh he would uh talk he would make politics fucking hilarious like i hate talking about politics but the way he did it he it was just funny and like i remember what like there was what he did one skit where he was talking about the first time he took acid and basically he was the skit goes that he, he was in the car with three of his buddies and they all took like way too much acid and they were just driving uh to a bar and all of a sudden, they didn't realize it, but they were driving on the wrong side of the road at, like, 100 miles an hour in, like, a 30-mile-per-hour, like, like, road. Mm -hmm. And the cop pulls them over, and as the cop's walking up, all of them are looking in the mirror. They're like, damn, that cop's super small. Because I think that that's, the, that's actually him is, like, the car mirror. <laughs> so they're just, like, the cop, like, approaches, and they're all just staring at the mirror, trying to have a conversation with him through, like, the, the car mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, he's super funny. And, like, his stuff's super old, though. That So Bill Hicks and, man, who would I put? I, I, I got to say Dave Chappelle. Just because he's so good. Really? Yeah, I gotta. The Chappelle Even show though is he's super, like, mainstream bro. and everyone says Dave Chappelle. But, uh... I think he's a little overrated. I'm sorry. Well, I, Dave does this thing me. where if everybody no, likes something, no. he has to take the other side. <laughs> I'm yeah. a contrarian no, at I heart, agree. but, like... I agree, because I think... people make him out to be, like, the god of comedy, but he's definitely not. I, yeah, I think... I think he is overrated. I, I'm not yeah. saying he's bad... And I know I'm a contrarian. I'm de I definitely <laughs> yeah. am. But, like, I think he... I don't think he's as funny as people say he is. I think yeah. he's funny, but... Like. Yeah, I've heard some people, like, describe his comedy. I'm like, he's not that good. But, yeah, he is still really good. Um, have you ever, have you ever watched Dane Cook? Yeah, I've heard of him. My yeah. parents went to a show of his at some point, like, yeah. back in the day. I, yeah, Dane Cook I really like. So, yeah, definitely in my top three. Yeah, oh say... shit! No, I lied. Tom Segura, I love that oh, guy. Yeah. I was gonna say, I was yeah, like, he's funny as hell. Tom like, Segura, love feel him. Like you'd be a Tom Segura yeah. man. Yeah, I I really liked um Aziz Ansari's like old work, like his yes. his yes. newest special that got put on Netflix, or at least the newest one I watched. It's kind of boring. I didn't even watch the whole thing. I just when got did, bored. When did it get released? I want to say it was 2019, but I could be really? wrong. I could be I, wrong. I know that like false rape allegation like basically killed his career. It did kill his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you can it just shows like he just seems like very like down, and that's yeah. not exactly the yeah shit. That's not that's, exactly the mindset you'd be looking for in a comedian because it's not funny. That's so unfortunate. It is unfortunate. He, I I, I have also watched his work too, and he is absolutely hilarious. He's yep. so funny. I would have loved to see more of him, but. I, I have to check out that 
that uh, his new stand up then definitely. Yeah. But I I don't know for top three for me. It's so hard to pick with comedians. Though. I know, I know. I, I don't, and I don't want to go generic either because I'm not like a super big comedian fan or anything. So yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna pull out a name that nobody knows. Yeah, it's gonna be more or less along the lines of of you guys. But I, I mean, Tom Segura is is definitely one of them. Yeah, and then um, oh man, I, I gotta go with Bo Burnham. Yeah, he's super good. He's hilarious. Yeah. His new inside. Um, I'm scared to watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to relate too hard. It's going to like send me down a spiral. <laughs> no, no. What's it's, it about? It's, uh, so basically during the pandemic, he did something awesome where he, he actually uh, stayed inside of a house and created. It's called Inside and he, he created his whole comedy show inside of one house. And, and it's not it's not like a big house it's like the room is like tiny he's got like it, the house is like two rooms it's like a like a little apartment thing and the whole thing takes place inside there and he uses a lot of really creative techniques to kind of um give you a, a more of a a feel uh of what he's trying to like go for like when when he's trying to go for there's like a a, a particular shot where he's like sitting alone in the room and it's a very wide angle and you can see like the whole room is like a giant mess but you're focused on him in the middle of the room but he seems so tiny it really makes you feel like really lonely with him and so you can kind of feel that loneliness on and how like and, and yeah. it really i mean we might be i might be over analyzing no you're not too comedy's an art it, form and it, he really showed it's it. definitely an art form but yeah it, it really shows like um it's very relatable to to what everybody's experienced in this during this pandemic especially for sure so that, yeah. and i i always loved his earlier work too and i love how he um how he does like his comedic songs and stuff and oh, it's yep. it's hard especially for a comedian to to start out as like a musical comedian and stay relevant because it's so hard to make like comedic songs and stuff and yeah. once you once you show the world that you are a musical comedian that's all you ever will be yeah it's a very gimmicky like act yeah yeah you can't you can't you can't switch around from that like if yeah. bo burnham's just if bo burnham comes out next year just doing a regular stand-up he will bomb yeah yeah nobody will know him anymore like yeah. he has to now keep his piano playing mm -hmm. so but bo burnham tom segura and then i mean i I want to go, I want to go with Childish Gambino, but I think, I think I might have to go with, um, maybe Bobby Lee. That's good. Bobby Lee's funny. He's a yeah, little he weird though. He's like really weird. Yeah, but he, he like, it like totally makes sense with him. Like he's still like, he like makes it work. Yeah. Have you... it's, it's almost like it's like, it's like his, like it's part of his act. Yeah, sense. that's why he stands out. Yeah, have you listened to his podcast ever? No, I haven't. It's it's weird. It's very interesting, but it's very weird. He he and his wife, um, both run it, and they're yeah. very open to talking about anything. If you know what I'm, yeah, I've watched some like I mean. clips on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, like if you listen to it, like they're very open about like their sex life and yeah. stuff, and that's that's the podcast that. That made me realize 
how much sex these comedians have. Exactly. Oh my god. These people have a lot of sex. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, and you look at Bobby Lee and it's like, dude, if you weren't Just a comedian, gotta be funny, bro. Yeah, if you weren't a comedian, nobody would touch you. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he's just, I mean, he's not like a bad looking dude, but he's just like nah. an average looking short Asian character. Yeah. So, yeah, Post there's Malone's no... the same way. Everybody talks about how ugly he is all the time. If he wasn't a rapper, I don't think he'd get girls very no. often. <laughs> yeah, that lifestyle is crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy eye opening lifestyle. What about you, Sue? Top three. <sighs> Top three. Um,. See, I was more into comedy, like, in middle school and early high school. I haven't watched too much recently, so a lot of these might be outdated. But Aziz Ansari was always my number one. He has this hilarious skit about how he was talking to some guy at a party, and the guy at the party was just going on about how he fucked a bowl of mac and cheese. (laughs) Like, the craziest shit, and then... I don't know. Aziz Ansari is just naturally funny. So he was talking about like how he was questioning the dude on like why he would do that. And the guy was talking to Aziz as if Aziz was weird for asking. And I just found that to be hilarious, bro. It, it I can't go like, I can't do it justice, but yeah, no, one watch can. That like whenever you yeah. try to talk about someone's skit, it's like the whole time I'm like, fuck, I'm totally butchering this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, comedians are like master storytellers. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of exactly. job. So if you're going to try and repeat their story, yeah, it's not going to go as well. Yeah. But I'd, I'd say Aziz is number one. Number two for me, this might be a weird pick, but Joe Rogan. I I really like his style yeah. because he's very loud and abrasive, and I know that makes some people not really like his comedy that much, but yeah. I find that to be hilarious. I remember bro. when I was really young, the first Joe Rogan special I ever watched, you can't find it anywhere because he took it down. Oh. Because the first joke is he comes out, he's like, so why can't I say, and then immediately drops the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh my God, is this the same joke? <laughs> he was like, seriously, just stop giving the word power. And he, dude, like the first 30 seconds of his special, he drops the N-word like 20 times, but like everybody is dying of laughter. Oh my God. <laughs> That's bold. Yeah, that does not sound yeah. like the And it's Joe like Rogan. young Joe Rogan, like he has hair and stuff. Oh, oh. man. Oh, yeah. that, that was from a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, oh, the man. stuff I watched was the more recent specials he put on Netflix. I watched a few of those. Yeah, they're, those are still hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um third this is hard i want to say childish gambino but i've only seen his weirdo skit and that's one or not yeah. skit, sorry uh his, his, skit, his stuff's really hard to find yeah like, you won't find it on a streaming service you have to like pirate them online like look up childish gambino this special free yeah yeah that's why that's why i haven't watched too many but yeah he's definitely up there but i've got to say i don't know i want to put him at third Gabriel Iglesias is funny. He was the first comedian I got into. But I feel like his humor is more directed towards... Maybe some people won't agree, but I feel like it's more directed towards the younger audiences. I 100% yeah, agree. Yeah, a lot and of I his was... jokes are about food, which I found hilarious in middle school. But yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the people who talk about shit that they really shouldn't be. Yeah. I, I find that to be like hilarious. I was going to applaud you guys, actually, at the end of this for not bringing up gabriel iglesias because well, i'm not putting him in my top three he is yeah, like one right. of the most known comedians he now is that i think of it he is but in my personal opinion and i have laughed at him you know i i he's a funny guy but i i agree with soup i think he's yeah like i think he's for like the younger kids yeah 
there not are... too long ago i tried rewatching a special and the whole time i was like man this isn't as funny as when i was in middle school exactly yep, yeah exactly. I, I did the me. same thing yeah i think yeah all three of us did yeah. the same thing mm-hmm. you just rewatch it and it's like you know if i was younger i i probably think this is funny but yeah it's yeah not that funny it's like uh same thing with jeff dunham i used to find him hilarious, oh my god but i yeah. bet if i watched him now i wouldn't like it as much it's yeah. like it's puppets that's funny when you're young but yeah. I, don't know, I feel like there's not much of an audience for when you're older i mean some people still really like them and there's nothing wrong with that same with gabriel iglesias and whatnot but i just feel like i'm into more mature humor now if that makes sense yeah well more mature not not mature yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we it's still, still like, immature as hell yeah but yeah <laughs> still love our fart jokes dude Gotta. yeah <laughs> Hope you enjoyed this episode of the 920 Lounge Podcast. If you like our conversations, make sure to follow our socials with the links in the podcast description. Drop a rating and a review, too. It helps with our podcast awareness. More content coming next Thursday. See you then.